0: As you hear the things we say, say and listen.
1: I am your host, Kit McCarty, and my guest today is Bethany Freisinger. Welcome, Bethany. I am so delighted to have you here in studio with me today. Bethany has her own dog training business called Side-by-Side Dog Training. She's been married to her husband and high school sweetheart, Nathaniel, for almost five years. As a professional dog trainer, she's a nurturer by nature, which makes this Mother's Day story especially tender. Can't wait for you to hear it. Bethany enjoys hiking, reading, and, of course, being with dogs. I see you as introspective, creative, authentic, persistent, and resilient. How do you see yourself?
0: I think I see myself as um, an easygoing and compassionate person. Um, I see myself as joyful and most of all a child of God.
1: Oh, I see those things, too. I see those things, too. One of the things that I really like about you, that was your nurturing nature. Um, because you are joyful and because you um, I love to be around people, you are always looking for opportunities to encourage people and build them up. Tell me a little bit about your nurturing story. Is that something that's always been a strong suit
0: for you? Um, yeah. I've, I think that I've been nurturing, really, since I was a child. I always remember wanting to care for animals. I got an animal rescue as soon as I I could, um, and uh, I think, I mean, as long as I can remember, my biggest thing was playing with baby dolls and taking care of you know, um, you know, pretend injured animals. And that was always something that I I did.
1: Did you have a big collection of Beanie Babies?
0: Um, some Beanie Babies, but I had something called um, the Littlest Pet Shop pets. Yes, I had so many, so many, and so many baby dolls. It was outrageous, honestly.
1: That's so fun. Did you grow up with pets? I did. Always had pets growing
0: up. I honestly can't remember a time that we did not have a dog or a cat.
1: You got a favorite?
0: Um, favorite childhood pet? Uh-huh. Ooh, um, I would have to say, I actually still have her, Addie.
1: <gasps> Wonderful. She
0: She'll be thirteen later this year, um, and I got oh, lady. her when I was twelve.
1: Wow. Tell me about her.
0: Uh, she is a golden retriever Labrador mix. I got her when she was, I think, seven weeks old. Um, and yeah, absolutely love her. She's the sweetest dog. She was a therapy dog for a while, you know, going to nursing homes and hospitals and stuff like that. Um, and so just a, the epitome of golden retriever.
1: Well, no wonder you went into dog training. So how many dogs do you have now? I have two. So I have okay.
0: and then I um, have Tyson. He is a
1: seven-year-old pit bull mix. Wonderful. So tell me how you get into training oh goodness
0: so really ever since I was a kid um, I uh, would try to train our dogs to do you know little tricks um, I probably started doing that really when I was around 10 years old um, and as I got older I started watching some popular dog trainers you know that have like their TV series um, and I would try to implement those things thankfully I've grown and learned and um, formed my own way of things um, and I started working with rescue dogs and And doing tons of research and taking little courses online about dog dog training. and And when we moved to DFW, I finally got to pursue dog training as a career.
1: So exciting. So let's give a little plug for your dog training business. Tell us the name. Um,
0: Side by Side 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 Dog Training.
1: (laughs) And how can people find you? Um,
0: I have a website, uh, www.sidebysidedogtrainingdfw.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Side by Side Dog Training. And my phone number is 903-705-5984.
1: Okay, so listeners, if you are someplace where you couldn't take all that down, no worries. We're going to have that for you in our show notes today. So I want to circle back a little bit to um, your growing up years. And you loved, clearly, nurturing pets and playing with baby dolls. Was there a, a strong nurturer in your life that served as an example for you?
0: Yeah, so my mom was definitely a strong nurturer. in the way, I mean, when we were sick, she was on it. I mean, that is one thing that I remember in my childhood. She was the homemade chicken soup um check um, on you check multiple on you times, times, times a night. The night. Uh you don't get uh, out, you don't out of get bed, oh you lay in oh, her yeah. bed, not your own. Oh. You know, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sort of a nurture. Sure. But I think growing up <laughs> I had a hard time uh voicing um the different ways that I, I needed nurturing. Um and so I think I you know I lacked a little bit in that especially with things that I didn't know how to voice. And so I think that's why I gravitated towards animals. They can't mm-hmm. they can't voice mm-hmm. the way that, the way they, that need they need to be nurtured to nurture. in babies. and babies. children they can't voice the way that they need to be nurtured they don't know how to and so I think that's why I gravitated towards those animals you know being in rescue and then babies I've just always loved babies Um, and I think that's why I specifically have gravitated towards that
1: oh so sweet so you married your high school sweetheart so tell us a little bit about how you met Nathaniel and some of your hopes and dreams as you were growing up together oh so
0: we actually met when we were 12 and 13 um and we met we were both homeschooled and we met in a homeschool co-op in a wilderness um class and Nathaniel always says that's how he knew that I was the one because I was the only girl in the survival class and so (laughs) clearly you survived so that was his success um and uh, he had a he crush had on me from day one um, um, and, and I we I became, became really close friends, close at, that friends at that time and, and um, I, I think it was he, he was him that stopped going to the, to the, the co-op, co-op and, and so we drifted away. We were really young, you know, now, we were like, you know, have a way to how contact how each other, other. Um, um, and then, then when, when uh, I think it was when he turned 15, he was allowed to get a Facebook, and um, so he tracked me down on Facebook (laughs) and uh, contacted me, and then we started talking, and just, you know, a couple weeks in, I decided that I liked him, and the rest is history. We started talking, and then we started dating when we were around 16, and um, I knew I wanted to marry him by the time we were dating. Um, and, we um, and we got married very young. <laughs> we were 18 <laughs> we were and 19. 18 and, 19. Um, um, and there were definitely there were some challenges some along challenges the way, along but, but best, thing, best that, thing, that best decision, best decision I've, ever I've ever made, made, by, made by far. far. Um, um, and, and oh, hopes and, hopes and dreams, dreams and together. together.
1: Well, I think it's so fun that you grew up together and um, so that you had an opportunity to see each other in different situations with different people through different seasons of life. And so that really probably made marrying each other a little easier. You had, you know, it wasn't like, you know, first date, get married, here we go. And so um, I'm sure you had an opportunity to talk about some of the things that you wanted as a couple.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 We talked, um, we talked, we a, talked lot, a lot. And... and you know, Growing up, we definitely had uh, some strict parents when it came to dating dating rules. rules. Um, which, sorry, Mom and Dad, but we snuck around a lot talking on the phone when we weren't supposed to. Um, but that gave us an opportunity to talk a lot. Um, because we weren't allowed to really spend time with each other alone on dates and stuff, we found ways to talk and uh, have private conversations, and that was on the phone most of the time or through texting most of the time. Um, but, again, that means that we talked so much all day, every day, which I'm sure you know most young couples do. And we talked about, um, you know, what our future looked like, how many kids we wanted, you know, when we wanted to get married, where we wanted to live, the places we wanted to travel, all of that. So we definitely had a very good idea that we had similar goals in mind going into marriage,
1: for sure. Very nice. That really matters. Um, but you discovered pretty soon it wasn't going to be the happily ever after dream that you were both hoping for. What happened?
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Um, how old, was, how old I? was I? I think, think this was in, was in 2020. 2020. Um, I now found, I out, I found pregnant, out I was pregnant, um, on March, March 8th, 8th or sometime or beginning 8th. of March or of February. February. And, um, um, I get my dates, get my dates, mixed, my dates up mixed up, up with, um, with, um, with the losses, with the losses. but, um, um, we weren't trying, trying, um, at the um, time, uh, to get pregnant, pregnant, but, it happened. it happened, and, um, and uh, we, were we were ecstatic. I mean, I mean there was, not, there a was not a moment of, of oh, man, we aren't ready for this. And, and we were just we were absolutely just ecstatic. Really and and um, I just I had, just this, had instinct this instinct that it was a little was girl. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, um, yeah, 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 we, we were still living still in still East in Texas, Texas, and we had all our family around and our friends, and we were just so happy and excited. Um, that lasted about a month, and on my birthday,
1: um, I was at work
0: when I, uh, when I began to miscarry. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: That was, that was a really tough day. Um, I left, uh, I left work, and Nathano came and got me, I think he came and got me from work, and we went to my doctor, um, and they I'm sorry I'm getting my story mixed up it was actually a few days before that that I first began um noticing some some spotting and that's when I went to the doctor Mm -hmm. and they said everything was fine and then on my birthday is when officially officially um I began losing the baby and uh I just called my doctor at that point and um I felt comfortable going home and I wanted to go home. I wanted to be alone. Of course. Of course. And, um, Nathaniel came home and I, I was just, I was in, this just in this headspace and just, I needed to be alone. To be I alone. couldn't mm-hmm. technically like be alone without being in contact with somebody for safety reasons. Right, and so right. I was staying in contact with my sister and Nathaniel, he, he only left for a little bit because I, you know, I said I needed, I said space. I needed space. He came back pretty quickly. um, and, and yeah, that was, yeah, that was that was so a really so tough really few
1: days. For both of you.
0: For very tough for both of us for sure.
1: Okay. Sometimes things like that'll draw push a couple apart that didn't happen for you. You found ways to grieve separately, yes. but clearly yeah. you were able to comfort each other as well. Yeah. Um what were some of the things that you were thinking and feeling at that time? Oh
0: man. Yeah. Um <sighs> it was very, it was very <clears> throat> throat> It was a very, uh, was a very uh, big tidal, uh, wave tidal wave of emotions those first of few course. days. It was just, it was just overwhelming well, 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 grief and confusion, well, 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 confusion of why mm-hmm. this was happening. Why did mm-hmm. this have mm-hmm. to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the hardest, the hardest thing, thing was the excitement, excitement that, you that you feel with that feel first baby. baby. Um, um, and then, and in then that, that coming, just it crashing down, down is mm-hmm. really really hard um, and gosh what was I feeling <laughs> I have not did you have
1: uh, anybody to walk with you through that um, or weren't you really ready to reach out at that point I
0: reached out to um, my sister was one of the first that knew after Nathaniel um, I did not want to talk to my family I asked my sister to tell them for me um, I was pretty private in the way that I grieved those first few days um even with Nathaniel, you know, if I, you know, needed time, I would just go and I would be by myself. Um, that's just the type of person I am. Mm -hmm. I need that space. Mm -hmm. Um, but a few days into it, um, I actually had a friend, uh, that I was able to walk through that. She was going through something similar and, and we were able to walk closely through that. And that, that was very helpful having somebody to walk through that with.
1: What did that do to your faith?
0: Um, I'm not gonna I'm lie, <laughs> the first, <laughs> the, first um, the first little first while there, while and there, it was very it was back very and forth because it would be like so one back back minute I'd be like, "What are you doing, God? Yeah. Like, why, no, are doing why are you doing this to me? Do I deserve do I this? this? Yeah. Um, um, did I do something, did I do something, something wrong? Did did I do something to, something cause, to cause this? this? Are you punishing me?" Um, Um, And then, of course, there's there's the, you know, know, the even even darker side side of that, of, like, do you you even care about me? Do you love me? Of course, I had those thoughts. Um, Um, But then at the same time, time, that was, was, there was a moment, moment, and I won't go into too much detail, but I was definitely at one of the lowest moments during that time. And I haven't felt God talk to me very many times, but it was that time that I could feel him and hear him say that I am with you. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was completely by myself. I was alone in this moment and I felt his presence more strongly than I ever had at that time. And, um, so it ended up, it, it did bring me closer to him. It brought me to my knees, which is exactly where I needed to be to get back to him because I had drifted I had I had started doing some things that I wasn't super proud of and um talking in ways that I wasn't super proud of and acting in ways that I wasn't proud of and shouldn't have been and so in a way you know it, it did bring me closer to him
1: absolutely mm. And would you say that's the beginning of your healing or is that just one step in a long process? That was
0: definitely the beginning of my healing. It did not feel like healing at the time. It felt, I mean, it felt like breaking a hundred percent. I think it was. Um, and that's okay. You know, I've come to terms that like it, I had to get to that point to get to where I am now. Um, and so definitely the beginning of my healing of, 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 of in a lot of ways, you know, um,
1: and so you began to move forward, and then something else happened.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, so um, I, don't, I don't think I actually brought this up. Uh, just a month after we lost our baby, our first baby, we had to put one of our dogs to sleep. And so that happened. Um, Oh, Oh. she was, she was was the heart heart dog. You know, everybody talks about their heart dog. That was her. Her name was Lila. Um, so that was really hard. And then in in August of the same year, 2020, I had my second pregnancy. Um, and that unfortunately did not last very long at all. I found Mm. out and I think it was a week later is when I began to miscarry. um, that one was really oh, hard, really too, because to. I think Could after you have one, have you're like, oh, surely, you know. Well, you know, you know, I've had one, yeah. surely, one. like, this surely is, it. is it. So we still so got, we still very, got excited. very excited, um, um, and yeah, I uh, um, yeah, uh, was at work was also, work also. As, oh. as, that as that loss that began, began, began. Um, um, and, and was that was really really tough and you know going through my head then was like god why why another time wasn't one enough like haven't i learned enough yeah and so yeah that was that was really really tough
1: did it feel the same or was it completely different this time it was,
0: it was completely completely different. different. Um,
1: Hmm.
0: not only physically I was, er, I was, was, um, not as far along 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 with this one. Um, um, so physically physically it was not as hard on my body, body. but also, um, emotionally it was hard in a different different way. way, Um, Um, I think think because I had less time time to be be excited and I was still a little anxious, a little nervous, not fully ready to be excited. um, It it didn't hit me quite as hard emotionally, and I also had a really strong support system. I had built the. Mm -hmm. I was in a small group, um, Mm -hmm. and uh, that matters. Having that helped so much, and I had started um, reforming my relationship with God by that point. Um, And so the second time, obviously, it was super hard, but it did not hit me like the first time.
1: Did you begin to despair at that point, thinking things would never change? That you might have to consider the possibility that you might never have a fa- family, or was it still too early? Yeah,
0: at that point, I I told my husband, like, I don't want to, I don't want to try after this. Like, I'm getting back on, you know, I'm getting back on my birth control. I don't want to try. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like for a long time, mm-hmm. at least. Um, that was just so heartrending. Um, yeah, I was. I just didn't I was, think I would be able to survive survive mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. one um and i had kind of you know i had kind of come to terms like maybe we aren't meant to be parents yep. um and i was not okay with that
1: Mm-mm. for a very Mm-mm. long time Mm-mm. um especially since you were still so young you know so much of life ahead of you and thinking it was going to be one way and then maybe having to consider that it might not ever be what you hoped for yeah well listeners, we're going to take a break, but stay tuned. Bethany has a surprising twist to her story, and I know you're going to want to listen to it. We're so glad you've joined us for this special Mother's Day edition of the Now I See podcast. We hope there is joy in the heritage, culture, and legacy you have been given, as well as the one you leave behind for the generations to come. We're so glad you've joined the Now I See family and look forward to sharing conversations every week. If you're new to our show, welcome to the family. Please like and subscribe share this show with someone you think would enjoy it, and rate and review it so others can find us too. Please visit our website at nis.media to hear shows you may have missed or to find great summer reads from our featured authors like Kim Vogel-Sawyer and Misu Andrews on our authors page or to engage with some of our favorite charitable organizations on our featured causes page. You can get in touch with us there on our website or on any of our socials at NowICPod. Be sure to check in periodically for updates on special offers from our guests, event information, links to recommended resources, and more. Coming up next, we'll hear from Rachel Hogan, founder of Zoe 2.0, and returning guests, Dave Arden and Dennis Conrad. But for now... Let's get back to our show with today's guest, Bethany Freisinger. We are back with our guest today, Bethany Freisinger. And Bethany, you left us at a cliffhanger. It had been pretty hard in your brand-new marriage to Nathaniel to have two losses. Tell us what happened next.
0: Yeah, so um, in between... my second loss, and um, what's coming is that we moved to uh, the DFW area, and I started a career in dog training. I was excited. and Yes, you needed a new beginning. Yes, a new beginning, and um, not even a week into starting that new career, um, I found out I was pregnant. Um, And were you happy? Were you scared? I was immediately terrified. And I started, I mean, it was just just sobbing sobbing and it wasn't happy sobbing. sobbing. It was just just absolutely terrified. Um, Um, And, you know, I just take a moment, like it's okay, you know, to the moms out there who find out they're pregnant, whether it's after a loss or not, like to not immediately be happy, that's okay. And I was scared and I had a moment of, I just started a new career. This is not the time. Right. But then... Anxiety, Anxiety and fear and just is what just took so over. And, you know, I told my husband, and he also he felt also the felt same way. way. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. you know, we just, it was kind of a, well, this is,
1: where wait we're waiting see. And mm-hmm.
0: this, you know, we're probably going to lose it. We, we just kind of had that mindset. Oh, that's so awful. Yeah and um
1: did you tell but did you tell anybody else
0: um, um I, told I told my sister, my sister and i yeah, think one friend, one um, friend. Um, mm-hmm. and, my, and mom, my mom mother's intuition she, she like, she, like Called me out on like <laughs> the day after. As mothers will it do, it was crazy. She just mm. we were on the phone. We She's like, "Are you okay?" Are you okay? And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Are you pregnant?" I was like, "How do you know that?" <laughs> and so, um, and then of course then my, dad my dad found dad out from found there, there. But um mm-hmm. and so I I didn't share I didn't the news share with very many people.
1: Many people. Oh, that's so hard because normally you want everybody in, you want everyone to celebrate, but at this point you're still really hesitant that too many people should find out just in case.
0: Yeah. So we had, we kind of went into it with the mindset, like, you know, we need to prepare for another loss, because mm. um, I didn't necessarily feel any different in this pregnancy, mm. um, than I did the others, um, um Around ten around weeks 10 is when weeks I started to be like, hmm, hmm you know, this you one's kind of stuck for a, for a little, a little bit. bit. I wonder if maybe this could be it. So yeah, I felt a little, a little excitement, excitement, but it wasn't it until, until um, you, you know, know got, you that I think 12, twelve week mark is when I was like, oh my gosh, like we're really close to the second trimester. Like this is yeah. this could
1: be yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Um, and, and you're starting to show it's not going to be secret too much longer.
0: (laughs) And so, um, Um, we told um, his family, family, I think at 12 weeks is when we had like um. our first ultrasound. Um, and so that's what it really really was was like, Whoa, "Whoa, this is, this is happening. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure this is happening because we're almost in the second trimester and we got to hear the heartbeat and we got to see the baby. That's when we told his family and I told a couple of other friends at that point. Is that when you began to hope? That's when I definitely began to hope, and I started to get excited. Mm. Um, we found out really early that it was a girl. I think I was um, around 15 weeks is when we found out that it was a girl. Um, And, yeah, and so now we have Lily B. She's a year and a half, and she's my my sweet little best friend.
1: (laughs) That is so fun, is motherhood what you thought it would be oh,
0: gosh it 's everything, everything that I could that I have imagined. I imagined, and of and course of more sure. <laughs> in <laughs> the good the things and the hard and things It's It's exhausting.
1: exhausting. Yes. (laughs) Well, she's still only a year and a half, and I'd love to say give it time, but I remember being very tired even in the teenage years. So you know, I'm more tired now. I think than I was in the newborn (laughs) stage. I do. I do remember that. I do because they're just busy all All the time, time. and you just wonder, will I ever sleep again? Let me assure you, you will. (laughs) But yes, in those early years. Plus, every time my child would roll over and breathe funny or. Oh, you yes. know, yes. I'm running into the room just to make sure everything's okay, especially when um, this is such a gift and it feels like such a bonus that you've wanted and you've waited for so long. Yeah. so
0: yeah. I was Postpartum was post-partum tough. Was Having a history of, history of losses, losses uh, post-partum, postpartum anxiety, anxiety just, just ate me up. Me um, um, every little every thing day, I would just... I would just I would have a panic attack and, and it was, Mm. it was really, really hard there for a while. Um, but yeah, yeah. You know, we got through that obviously she's just keeping me on my toes all the time in different ways now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I'd love for you to speak to women who are now where you were either somewhere um in the excitement we're just starting our new life out and you know it the the future yawns before us, full of possibilities or maybe some women who have been where you are and have experienced grief and loss um so the first thing
0: that I want to say is is I think that those losses prepared prepared me to be be the mom mom that I am now now. um Because before those losses, I was not confident in who I was in the slightest. I was trying to, you know, I had this false confidence of um, being this, you know, Person who didn't take anything from anybody, and um, mm. I still have a little bit of that. I get that from my dad, <laughs> and um,
1: that'll come in handy later. Trust me.
0: Um, but I didn't. I didn't have my identity in Christ in the slightest, and I think going through this brought me to Him and helped me find my identity in Him. And I think that that has influenced who I am as a mom and who I am as a wife and a friend. I mean, in general. But you know, speaking of. being being a mom um I definitely definitely, because I I want to model to her that you find your identity in Christ you don't find your identity in other people or your friends or even your spouse right um and so I it it was needed and I know that you know women who are going through this whether it's infertility or or whether it's pregnancy loss You're not going to feel that way right now, that this is something that's needed. And that's okay. You don't have to feel that way. You're not a bad person for me. Like, there's no way that this is good. (laughs) Mm. Um, Um, And that's that's completely normal. normal. I am, you know, looking, looking if I was looking at myself now, I'd be like, I can't believe she's saying that. But it definitely prepared me to be the mom that I am now.
1: I want to dig out a little bit. When you were talking at your first loss, you kept blaming yourself. What could I have done differently? Was God punishing me? How have you resolved those things?
0: Oh, man. I think realizing that, you know, um, that's a hard question.
1: Um, well, maybe you haven't. Maybe you're still working through it.
0: I think that is something that I'm still working through. I think mm-hmm. I still hold on because even now I look back and like, maybe it's the stress that I was putting myself under. Maybe it's not something mm-hmm. that I did necessarily. But the but extra things actually, that I was putting myself, myself, you know, into, um, mm-hmm. pouring myself into. What if the mm-hmm. stress mm-hmm. caused it? And I know that our bodies, um, mm-hmm. they they know what they're doing, and more than likely, God knows what He's doing. More than likely, mm-hmm. those babies were not healthy enough to survive, and mm-hmm. that's nothing that I did, right? And that's our body just knowing. Just knowing, Just knowing what to what do in that know, moment, and obviously, and obviously that is, that is not, an not, you, know, you know, that doesn't make that anything better in the slightest. slightest, but hopefully that, that, can, really help that can help take moms take, take the blame, blame off, off of themselves. Them.
1: Yeah, I think that that's such a hard burden to carry, to think that maybe somehow you caused this or maybe God was punishing you um, and living under the shadow of not ever being good enough for yourself or for your partner, for a parent, uh, for parenthood or for God, um, when we know those things aren't true. But in those dark moments, as you were saying, sometimes our minds play tricks on us and we think we believe things that aren't true. Um, Give advice to women who are grieving Well, to anybody who's grieving, because grief is grief. So whether it's the loss of a loved one, the loss of a child, the loss of a job or a hope or a dream, you've experienced those things. Uh, Speak to people who are grieving.
0: Well, you, you don't have to grieve alone. And grieve, let yourself yourself grieve, grieve. even if it's something that appears small to other people, which, you know, especially early pregnancy losses, can. It can seem small to the world, but to you it is, like you said, grief is grief. Let yourself grieve, give your time. If you have the opportunity to take time off and grieve, do it. And give yourself space for that. You don't have to do it alone. Reach out to people. I started realizing... People have went through this. A lot of people mm-hmm. have been mm-hmm. through this. A lot of people struggle with infertility and pregnancy loss. You know, reach out to people, um, um, find find some support because that, because that. I mean, I know for me know that really helped that so, so much. So <coughs> much. Um, and I, no, and I, I, oh. <laughs> oh, please finish your thought. Um, I have a I few have verses a few that um, definitely, definitely helped me, helped me through, through this time. time. Not all, of these, no, all of these verses helped me all of the time. Some of them Some I would read, read and, and, be and, like, and be like, this is not helpful, helpful at, all. At, all. at all right now. Right. But right. hold I'm on hold to on these to because you are going to go, go through these, these different stages of grief, of and, through stages of grief and through different stages of your life. And this may be something that you can hold on to. So this first one, um, I definitely think helped me in those, those early, um, months of, of that loss was the Lord is near the brokenhearted, He saves those crushed in spirit. Um, I think that verse helps so much because that's truly, truly how we feel going through grief is just through, you know, we're absolutely crushed. Um, this next one is, is, um, is wonderful it's it's psalms 113 verse 9 he gives the childless woman a household making her the joyful mother of children hallelujah mm. Mm. and i saw that as a promise um because i knew in my heart that i was supposed to be a mother i was meant to be a mother um whether that be through my own body or whether that be through adoption um And I think that that's that's just just something something that that I held on to in those moments where I felt like like I was never never going to get there. there. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then then, um, Habakkuk Habakkuk, uh, chapter chapter (laughs) 3, verse 17 17 through 19. 19. Um, Um, This is one that took a little while little while while to... to feel like I could I could trust this and hold on to this. Um, though the fig tree does not bud and there is no fruit on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though the flocks disappear from the pen and there are no herds in the stalls, yet I will celebrate in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights. Good word. That one was not helpful for me me in the the beginning because I did not feel feel like I could rejoice in the Lord Lord, um, through um, those hardships. But I held on to it for a little bit longer. And as I began to heal, I realized, like, no, I can rejoice in the Lord and I will rejoice in the
1: Lord through this.
0: And he will bless me for that. And he will bless you for
1: that. Um, um. Sometimes I think that's where the turning point is when you say things are not going at all the way I wanted them to, and yet they're going exactly the way God ordained they should. And I just need to change my heart, yes. and I will be grateful, and I will acknowledge God's hand in this, and I will rejoice, even though I don't feel like it. And I think um, when you can finally get to that point, that's a paradigm shift. I think that's when the healing begins. Yeah, yeah, you had one more to share with us. Um,
0: yeah, um, just, yeah, just just one more, just one more and it's, and uh, it's uh, Romans, Romans eight, eight um, verse 18. eighteen. For I consider, I consider that, that, the that the sufferings of this, of this present, present time, time are not worth, not worth are not are worth not comparing, comparing with the glory, the glory that is going is to be revealed to, to us. Process. So good. And that yeah, one and helped me through. I mean, the whole process. Just remembering that. It's hard now, it's, and, and you, can, um, you can acknowledge that it is hard and it is, I mean, heart-wrenching, but also acknowledge that this is the Lord's plan and that He has a plan. Um, you can do those simultaneously.
1: Mm. So those are the ways that you helped yourself and that the Lord helped you in it. But you said your support group was really instrumental in your healing, too. Give some advice to people who want to walk with somebody as they're grieving.
0: Um, Reach out. Reach out to, um, you know, somebody that you admire um, and look up to, because if they haven't been through it, they know somebody that has been um, I, mean, I mean many many, many, women, many women have been, been through pregnancy, pregnancy loss or, or uh, infertility uh, and, and, and it's so, so common reach out to reach somebody, somebody that you love, that you love. Um, um, and if you're and not, if sure, not sure reach out to reach out me to I'm always open always to talking, talking. Um, whether, um, whether it's, it's you know me that you know, want to talk, talk to or, talk or, to or you want to find somebody else I know people and yeah I mean there are so many resources also that can help you through this time
1: and I would also say that um, just as you needed your space when you were grieving, if somebody's trying to help or trying to be there, um, persist. Yes. You know, maybe the person that you want to be with in their grief is not ready, but they will be eventually. Don't give up. Yeah, Yeah. yeah don't don't walk yeah. away. Absolutely. Um, um, I, have I have a couple
0: of, of couple just resources, resources that help me.
1: That I can please. Share. Okay. That'd be great.
0: Um. um The book that my small group uh was doing through this time was called it's not supposed to be this way by lisa turkhurst oh such a great book amazing book and i recommend it to everyone who is going through something that is hard good Good. um amazing book um so highly recommend that um another book is loved baby by sarah philpot it's um it's a little devotional um a daily devotional that just helps you honor, honor honor your baby um a small portion of every day and I think that helped um, helped me a lot um, the last thing is um, a podcast it's called she just s-h-e she podcast um, I couldn't find the episode numbers for some reason they weren't numbered but the episodes are called navigating miscarriage mm. and then the other episode is Mondays with Matt how we process grief differently. It's her and her husband. Mm. Mm. Um, Listening Listening to those helped me so much.
1: much. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing those um, really uh, dark, painful parts of your life. That's really hard to be vulnerable. And um, I just thank you so much for trusting me and trusting our audience with your story. Thanks, too, for giving us hope and encouragement about you don't have to stay there. You know, you will find your way out. For some people, it may not take as long. For some people, it may take even longer. But you will find your way, and there are plenty of resources to help you. So, so we close out the show today. Is there anything you'd like others to see more clearly as a result of our conversation?
0: Really, I think you, you hit it on the head. You don't have to stay there. Um, and you will always live with the grief, but you learn how to live with the grief. Um, um and, and you know and moving, moving forward, forward does, not dishonor, does not dishonor um your um, baby in the slightest and um and, and I mean just give yourself that give yourself time. time I mean whatever, you, your, whatever grief your grief looks, looks like, like don't let anyone you tell, anyone you, tell um, you how to, how how to, to grieve. grieve and don't let anyone, don't know, anyone tell anyone you that you know whether you were three weeks or whether you were you know 30 weeks you grieve how you need to and um because if you if you don't allow yourself to do that, you know you're not you're not going to be able to move forward mm. in, in the way that the Lord wants you to.
1: Mm. Uh, and what I hear you saying too is don't waste the grief. That there's something that can be gleaned from even these difficult times. And I'm so glad to see how you persevered in the midst of it. And now, um, as a child, you wanted to have you know all these baby dolls. Now you have a real live one. And I just pray God will give you a house full of them. I just. Um, You are such a nurturer and you're so much fun to be around. It's really been fun to uh, be here with you today. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you. Listeners, we'll see you again next week. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's eye-opening interview. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website at nis.media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise and to Joelle Salazar, who created and performed the new Now I See theme song.